episode 54. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. And we've got Katie Ann in the house. Katie was a rapper no more. Katie Ann, she's got her second album coming out. Okay, so get ready for that one. And um, she was a rapper, a hip-hopper. She's a pianist, talented, amazing singer-songwriter. So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Why, hello. It's so great to have you here on Dharmic Evolution. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So we were a little challenged getting you up and running, but you know what? We love a good challenge here, so nothing stops us, right? That's right. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. There you go. So listen, you were from, uh, I didn't realize that you were from the West Coast and now you're in Buffalo, New York. Correct. What a change, right? It's been a huge move. It's been a huge change. How did you manage the snow? Um, I didn't manage the snow quite well when I first moved. I actually totaled my car within the first month in the snow. Ow. <laughs> but I recovered from that. I got another car, a POS car, and that lasted me a while. And so, And now I've got another car. And I've been in Buffalo for actually five years now. Wow. Welcome to New York, right? The crack up your car, the snow, no no good sunshine. You know, you were from San Diego too, right? Yeah. I Ooh. went from, yes, yes, where it's always sunny. Yeah. I went from one extreme to another, I would say. Yeah. How do you manage leaving San Diego? They all say the same thing. The weather is the same every day. Beautiful. It really is. Yeah. And I lived there for a long time. And it got to a point where it was so perfect. I knew it was so perfect. It was kind of like, you know, Los Angeles, la la land. Right. And as a music artist, I really wanted to branch out and get away and do do something just totally different. So you needed the weather to help shake you up. The weather definitely helped shook me up and seasons, experiencing seasons for the first time has been really cool. Yeah, that's the one thing. I think when you're from the East, it's really hard to, uh, you miss those four seasons, you know? Like, um, just spring is amazing. I love the fall, I think, the best uh, out of everything. But, you know, it kind of gets built into you after a while. I completely agree. And it's that feeling of the rebirth every single year. And every single season has its highs and its lows. And you just always have that change And I think it's good for you. It's a healthy thing. I agree. I agree. You get that. You know, it puts you in a different zone. Writing is different. Everything is different. Hey, um, so you, I I didn't know this about, you were like a rapper. That's how you got your start in music? Yes, I did. When I was a teenager, I was really into hip hop. And that was kind of where I started out my songwriting was making beats and rapping. And you're also a piano player. I'm a pianist. I started playing piano as a young child and never stopped. Did lessons for over 10 years. See, I'm glad you corrected me. I called you a piano player and you said, I'm a pianist. There's a huge difference right there. A piano player is some guy who shows up with a can of beer and sits down and starts poking at the piano with one hand. That's very true. They don't know their fingering. They don't know where middle C is. They just play. Right. 
<laughs> so so tell me like on the journey here you got a lot of stuff going on so let's start at um what's happening right now with you in your music career what's going on with you right now well i think i'm at a pivotal point in my music career i've really created a strong base and a strong foundation as katie ann a singer songwriter right I released my freshman album, and now it's kind of at that point where can I keep myself afloat as an artist? I think that's what people are questioning about me. Is she going to do more, or is she going to be one album, and it's just a hobby? So it's at that pivotal point for me where I really want this to be my music career. I am a full-time musician. I do make music for a living. So I'm releasing my sophomore album, Driven, this spring, and I, I want to do more. I want to connect with more people. So I'm making a vlog series called hashtag 17 dresses. So that's hashtag 17 dresses. That's the actual title. Wow. Cool. And it's going to be a video series of cover songs. Okay. So while we're, while we're digesting all that, let's take a little taste here and let's listen to Revolution. And this is by KDN. song katie so tell us about that tell us what the inspiration was behind writing that one thank you very much the inspiration came from a place of rebirth actually wanting to 
prove to myself that you can have a revolution, that you can overcome obstacles. And the only person that can hold you back really is yourself. Because we can choose to let something somebody does or somebody says affect us, or we can revolt and we can do what we need to do to be the person we need to be and the place that we need to be at. So, so you're using revolution as a metaphor for any any situation to overcome in life. Is that right? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. And I like the vibe of that song too. Thank you. I like to write revolutionary music and revolution was just kind of the starting point. I've done a lot more activist music and on my sophomore album, Driven, I'm writing a few more songs that come from that nature of fight for what you believe in. Right. So, and, and I try to encourage other artists I work with the same thing. If there's something that really bothers you, you should get it out. Right. If there's something that needs to change, you should get it out. And that's what we do with music. So Don't I, be shy, right? Right. The exactly. power of the pen and the power of the voice. You embrace that, don't you, girl? I do. And the power of the people and the power of bringing people together right. to make the change. And music is a key because it brings people together. Yeah, it's bigger than any artist or it's bigger than any collection of artists. <laughs> We're, it truly is. We're just along for the ride, I think. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. So tell me, how did you do the flip from um, from doing like being a rapper and then going into this more, I don't want to say more evolved, it's just more, it's just different, but I think it embraces your, uh, your piano gift as well, the songwriting that you're working on now. Thank you. I would say evolved is a good word because singing is newer to me than playing piano I started playing piano as a child and I could hear melodies but I was so shy I never got it out I would hear lyrics and just keep them inside you know so rapping was kind of the first way for me to get these lyrics out and I started noticing my rapping style was melodic and then I started studying voice a lot in college where I also studied studio engineering and I combined the two and I just, I had a little recording studio in my bedroom next to the bed and I was obsessed. I would just record and write and my voice has come a long way. So I think that we're hearing, what we're hearing now is more of a mesh between my vocal abilities and the piano. So this is really a better place for you right now. I mean, oh, the, yeah. the rap was, would not really serve you, all your talents and abilities with where you are right now in your, in your evolution. Right, right. And even along with the rapping came the beats. Right. That, was, that was a package together when I was younger. And I went by Lady K. So, and where I was at, I was in my teenage years. I mean, we're talking before I was even 21. And you know that white picket fence comes down, and you're on your own, and you're trying to figure out life. And there's a lot of rude awakenings. All right. And I, I was angry. So I took that, those feelings, those lyrics, and the beats. And for me, hip-hop is a very structured style of music. You know, right. when I would talk to rappers, they would say, all right, I want a 16. I want a 16-bar verse. I want an 8-bar hook. And then let's throw a four-bar bridge in there. 
Right. So I, w- I was into writing these beats and writing structures and it kind of gave me a base to build, but I got to a point where I realized I wanted something bigger and I wanted to get away from the structure and away from the frame. And that's when I started doing more ballads and questioning different types of instruments. What can I do with the keys that can also be done with, you know, synthesized synthesizers and things like that and sampling and then getting into acoustic drums, getting away from acoustic drums, not having drums at all. So just really like testing the boundaries musically, but lyrically, that's when I started developing more of a voice and deciding to kind of stray away from such angry music and start writing music more about, you know, overcoming struggles and more powerful music, I guess, that people could relate to because people aren't always angry. Right, right. Well, there's a time and place for it. I mean, you know, sometimes that's great. It's a it's very cathartic and it's good to, you know, go through some some music like that. But not everybody wants to tune into that all the time because they're looking for like that glimmer of hope. They want to feel like connected to something positive also. Right. So that's, that's great that you did it. Hey, so tell me, how did you, how did you make the flip? I mean, what made you go from San Diego to, um, uh, to New York? There was a lot of things that went into it. It was like, a I know the weather. I know that was the one thing, the four seasons, <laughs> but Buffalo, my dear. Oh, I know. Buff- I know. Like, well, did you want to be a Buffalonian? What happened? <laughs> I mean, you know, I you shuffled to be a Buffalo off. girl. Yeah. I think Just so you- I could sing the song. <laughs> no, um, it was really a combustion of a lot of things. Okay. And it was something there, there was a change that had to be made. It was that point in my life. I had finished college I was still, I went to San Diego State University and I'm from San Diego. Okay. So it was one of those things where I'd been there my whole life. I had finished college as a musician and as a songwriter. I was trying to put together my first album, The Ride, and I was having a very hard time. I was going, I I was having a hard time really finding my like home base and, and a direction to get this album going and finished. Right. And I did a few things. I went to Hollywood. I tried that approach. I sat down with producers. And even though I was producing the songs and writing the songs, they still wanted $10,000. And I would go other routes where I would find engineers that I knew. And this one time, I've, I've got a great engineer that I love working with, with out there. I, st- I worked with him back then. We had an internship when we were in college. And I still work with him now. And he's won his fourth san diego music award now his name is jay watt um what is it jay what jay watt oh okay he's a producer and he produced um this great hip-hop pop band on the west coast called vocab company does he go by j w a t j a y oh god space w a t okay cool so he's definitely a great guy to look into he's he's a producer songwriter rapper all you name it does it and he does a fabulous job with engineering and mixing. And I love, I'd send all my work to him now because he does such a good job. Right. But back then, before the move, before the switch, things were just kind of piling up and weighing heavy on me. And one thing that happened 
um, another bad experience with going to Hollywood and recording. And here I am, you know, paying for these studio times and trying to get my songs done. I remember in we were in this studio in the Hollywood Hills in a mansion next to Eva Mendes house. And it was amazing. And then all of a sudden, this paparazzi group comes in and this dude is just like taking pictures. I mean, totally disturbing the session. Um, he had like maybe four or five people with him that I didn't even know. They start doing lines of Coke, just all sorts of stuff, getting crazy in my recording session. And I'm trying to stay focused and I'm paying for the time. Sounds hauntingly familiar to me. <laughs> it was crazy. It yeah. was crazy. And well, then there was another instance where the owner um, of the studio actually drugged me, invited me and my engineer for dinner. And we didn't realize he was making, I don't know, he was making, baking something. And, and now this was not like a pot brownie. This was something else. Like, I don't even know. This sounds all like I a know, bad Alfred Hitchcock movie. Just all, gone well, wrong. Well, all I know is we're done with our recording session. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I had to drive back with my engineer from Los Angeles to San Diego. And we're hungry. Right. So um, the owner had given us a bag of food. So we started eating because we were starving. And we didn't want to, you know, pull over and get fast food in the middle of the night. So... We ate about a half an hour later as we're driving. I'm driving a Suburban, by the way. I'm seeing just like lights, like lines in front of me, like a bad LSD trip or something. Oh, my God. I couldn't drive. Like I, I had to immediately pull over. I'm glad that I had enough sense in me to realize like, holy shit, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. Right. So that happened. We ended up, it ended up taking like 12 hours to get home because we had we both ate so we both were like tripping balls you know so that's that's just hold hold the rest of that story because this is a perfect time for castles in the sky let's do it yeah
Yeah, I love the space in that, Kate. Um, that's just really, really awesome, Katie. Wow, thank you. Yeah. So tell me, you were you were on the road, and tell us tell us the rest of that story. What what else happened there? So we made it home, and I got that instant was kind of the tipping point. I had been asked, so that had happened, and I had been asked to sing in my cousin's wedding in Buffalo, sing and play piano in the ceremony. So I flew out, and I was just kind of in this place where I was looking for something. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I wanted something different. It was time for a change. I wasn't going in the direction I wanted with my music career in Southern California. I couldn't get what I needed. I couldn't find the sound I needed. And as a songwriter, mentally, it just wasn't really a healthy place for me. So when I came to Buffalo for the wedding, I just had so much fun. From the minute that I stepped off the plane, I had a great time. My cousin showed me all the hot spots in Buffalo. And believe it or not, there is so much life and activity and art and quite a vibrant scene here for such a small city, really. Right. So I had such a great time at the wedding. I came back a few weeks later and I just kept thinking about it more and more and more that maybe I should give this place a shot. So I, other thing, there were a few more just kind of negative things going on in my home life back in San Diego. And one thing led to another. And in a matter of a day, I said, I'm just going to do it. So I took my car, I packed it full of all my music stuff and the warmest clothes I had because it was November. It was You needed a whole new wardrobe. I did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have I had a lot of dresses. I still have a lot of dresses. I love dresses. Right. <laughs> um so I packed my warmest clothes, I packed my cat, I packed my music equipment. And I took off. I drove across the country. And I didn't even have a smartphone back then. I Google mapped directions from my house to my cousin's house in Buffalo. And I hit the road. And it took me seven days to get there. I I didn't drive at night because, you know, I didn't really know where I was going. So I didn't want to get lost. Right. But really, it was quite exhilarating. Just taking off on this adventure. So. I bet you that fueled some of your writing, also that trip across the country. Oh, yeah. It really did. And I I had known for a long time that I wanted to call my album The Ride. And I kind of felt like if I want to call this album The Ride, I need to go on an actual journey and liberate myself so I can finish writing these songs. Right. And that's what I did. I got to Buffalo. And I always said, you know what? If it doesn't work out, I can go right back. I'm always welcome back. So since you moved there, I suspect you've surrounded yourself with a brand new musical community, no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was just the best decision I think I've ever made. I, When I first got there, I went to every music store and just tried to make all the connections that I could. And I immediately got connected with GCR Recording Studio, and that is Robbie Takak from the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh-huh. Goo Goo Dolls are from Buffalo. Okay. And he owns that studio. Right. So I went in and I had a meeting with them and they welcomed their arms to me and, and said they would help in any way they can. And I recorded the ride there. I recorded most of the album there. Some of the songs were actually done and completed in Hollywood and Southern California. 
but the majority of the album was finished at GCR Audio in Buffalo, and that's where a lot of the acoustic stuff came in. Well, you know, it's so funny how that works, isn't it? Like, you you were supposed to end up there to finish I the know. work. Oh, it would yeah. have been a completely different canvas if you had stayed in California. It would have. Yeah. It truly would have. And I got what I needed. I got what my heart was searching for and longed for. Thank God people still get married, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> where would God. we be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even just, you know, in my relationship life because, yes, I was single and I, I longed to meet my soulmate. I knew I had a soulmate out there. But when I came to Buffalo, I got both. You know, I met my fiance and I met him very shortly after I moved. See, and it all lined up. The stars were aligned for you, Katie. They were they waiting did. for you. They did. The stars aligned. I'm telling was- you. So let's do Tequila Sunrise and celebrate yeah. that new life of Katie Ann. That's great, Katie. Can you give us some uh, backstory on that song? Like some of the players and what happened with that? Yeah. Yeah. So Tequila Sunrise, with it being in the middle of the album, it's song number seven out of 17. It really is that pivotal song. And when I had moved from San Diego to Buffalo, I was in the middle of that song. And that was a song I wanted to record right away. 
and to keep the album going and to keep it moving. So I had, I began writing that young. Um, I actually had, when I was younger, when I was really in that hip hop phase, I had a, a deal, a, a deal with a recording label. And of course it went sour, like so many do after I had finished the out al- the production with the album and tequila sunrise was one of the only songs that I can say I really took from that because I started writing that song right after that deal went sour. I took a break from music. I was angry right? because I had a failed deal and that was the first song that I rebounded from after that. I just, it just came so natural. Like I let myself finally play again and I, you know, let the anger from the failed recording deal go and I picked myself back up with that song and that song is um what's the right word a premonition really Mm -hmm. because I didn't know at that time when I wrote that song I did not I didn't have moving on my mind I was still in college you know I never would have thought then that I was gonna pick myself up and move to Buffalo right and I had worked with an artist, an artist and guitarist named Justin Warner, and he is another fabulous musician and artist. Out did you there. write? Did you write that one down? You got to write that down. An artist and guitarist. Artist and guitarist. See that? It's cool. <laughs> you're, you're you're giving me pearls here. You don't even know it, girl. I just flow naturally. I know. That's the I know. In me. See, I'm always too honest. I always have to alert the guests that you just did it. You know. <laughs> You got the flow going, girl. So go ahead. So tell. Oh, also tell me about some of the people playing on this. Like who's playing what, and was this done in the um, uh, in that new studio? So half of GCR. Half of it was done in a studio in San Diego, right? And then, and that was done with Justin Warner. And then the other half was finished with another guitarist out in Buffalo, at GCR, the studio I was telling you about. Right. So Evan Caterback did more of the rhythm guitar and Justin Warner in San Diego did more of the like chords and the arpeggiated chords that you're hearing. Right. Yeah. The, the acoustic tracks are great on that one. Thank you. They I stand decided way out. To, thank you very much. I had decided to keep that song just super simple. I didn't want to put drums on it and I didn't, I was thinking about putting a stand up bass or cello in it, but then I just decided I wanted to keep the space. You can you can feel that from the get go. That's what I like about it. The song breathes. It's so it's so great. It's not layered and with you know production on top of production. So it, it really has a chance to uh, to just envelop you, which I love about that. Thank you. As I've grown as a producer, I learned the power of playing in the pocket. Right. And you don't want to over clutter. Sometimes less is better. Yeah. Hey, um, I know, notice also you do lots of videos, so which is great. So tell us what's hot out there on the circuit right now. What videos do you have out? Um, and do you have something coming up that we should have an eye on for you? Yes. So check out Match Made in Heaven by Katie Ann. That is just freshly re- released. Okay. Um, another video that I have that's freshly, freshly released. It's called Still Teaching, and that is an activist music video. It's anti-common core, which is, if you're familiar with public education. Right. MC Zill and I, MC Zill is my fiance, we teamed up together to do two music videos, actually three music videos, 
but the big two are we're teaching and still teaching. Great. And now tell us what you're teaching. What what is basically what you know in a nutshell? What is the message of these videos? The message of these videos is strictly against Common Core and okay. policies that politics who are in charge of the school system, the board and people that have their hands tied, these crappy policies that they're putting in place that are really affecting kids' education, especially kids that are in inner cities and poor districts and don't have access to as much as kids that do in private schools. And that's great for the kids that have that, more power to them, but we shouldn't be taking from the kids that don't have that much. And that's what a lot of these politicians are doing. They are literally sucking the funds that these kids get for the schools. Right. And they're using it for their own greedy purposes. You know what? I think Strong Am I is a good time to play that track. Let's play that. that katie that i love your uh, your harmonies in there too really really great thank you yeah so tell us about that one strong i am strong am i i'm sorry strong am i shame on me 
<laughs> no problem. I think that maybe the proper word is strong I am, but we Well, my dyslexia kicked in because I looked at it through the wrong glasses reflected off of the computer screen. So what a bunch of excuses that was, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, what's the story on that track? Well, that, that song's a special song because the rapper in that is MC Zill. And we recorded that song together um, right after I had met him. And I met him by hitting his car, if you could believe that. <laughs> <laughs> you were destined for Buffalo, girl. It, it's just I like... <laughs> really was. So, um, so he had, forgave you, obviously. Yes, yes. Yeah. I hit his car when it was parked and I left a note. Oh. So that's a whole nother story I could get into. But long story short, we were friends and I was obviously looking for musicians and networking. And I told him when I met him, I said, Hey, I have this song and it was strong. Am I, I said, I'm looking for a rapper to do the third verse. Would you like to do it? I sent him the song and he said he would love to do it. And he was able to write the lyrics real quick. And then we just called up the studio and it was one of the first songs it was tequila and sunrise and strong and i were one of the first songs that i was able to record in buffalo and so, it all fell together rather quickly and effortlessly right yes the way really things did. are supposed to work yes yeah. yeah isn't that great when you just like there's hardly any work to it it just it just comes together you know it's right you know and you just enjoy life and yeah that, and do things naturally i mean you always have to fight you know to move forward with life right but when things just gifts come to you i mean with my take them take them you you have to you have to be thankful you know yeah don't question don't even take the time to question because right. there'll be another you know fender bender right around the corner <laughs> right you can't think like is the grass always greener on the other side you know it's, right it's people do that you and you look over and it's crabgrass Right. You know, hey, uh, before we're getting towards the end, but I want to ask you about gigging. What's going on with you and gigging? Are you doing some local stuff? Are you gigging at all right now? What's what's going on with you that with that? I, I am gigging. I'm doing local stuff mainly, but um, I will be booking another tour. I'm not sure exactly when it is. I've done two tours, two summer tours in 2014 and 2015 that were nationwide. Great. Um, MC Zill and I went on tour. Our tour was called Brainwashing the Ride. And we would love to do it again. So that's something that hasn't been announced yet. Something that's in the works. But I do a lot of local stuff. And I do travel to the West Coast a lot. So when, every time I go out, I always book a show. Um, we just try to always keep things fresh. Yeah. I, do, I do a lot of online promoting as well for fans that want to watch. Right. But can't because uh -huh. they don't live near me. Yeah. Great. I've, hey, I've also, big, um, I want to congratulate you before I forget on your uh, your upcoming wedding, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and honeymooning in Italy? You guys don't mess around. <laughs> nice. Go for the romance, right? The wine, the charm, the Mediterranean. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. MC Zill is full Italian. Uh-huh. So we decided, you know, we have to go to Italy for the honeymoon. We have to see where our family roots are from. So he had no problem being the tour guide for you. No problem. Just, yeah, that's great. Hey, tell us, Katie, before we uh, before we say goodbye, I want to let everybody know where they can purchase Katie's music, find out about you on the socials. Give us some of the sites that we can find out all about Katie Ann. My hub is the website, so please go to 
www.katieannmusic.com. And that's that's K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N music. Correct. Okay. Where else? Um, Search my YouTube. I've got 50 music videos up there. No joke. And you can really see my progression as a music artist. So check me out. My YouTube channel is Katie Ann. So just go to YouTube and search Katie Ann and you will see me. Um, I'm on Instagram, Lady K Rhymes. That is my Instagram name. Nice. Going old school with that one. I like that. I'm on Google. Um, I believe Katie Ann is my Google. So search Katie Ann. You'll see me. Um, what I'm on all of them. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Check out my Facebook. I've got over 130,000 likes, which is pretty cool. That is very cool. Um, a lot of people from overseas love my style. So that's a goal of mine is to get overseas and do some Well, you're already going because we're in 23 countries now. We got a lot of people in London and Ireland and Italy. So um, you're going to be welcome with open arms, I'm sure. That's a beautiful thing. Hello, world. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Katie, thanks so much for being part of Dharmic Evolution today. I had a great time. This was really cool. Um, I'm so happy for all your success moving back east. It's usually the opposite that happens, but you flipped it, girl. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm thrilled to be part of it. And You know, just can't wait for what is around the corner. There's always something around the corner. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Well, thanks again, Katie. It was great to have you here today. Thank you. You take care of yourself. And Buffalo Thrives. With one of the greatest members of their community, Katie Ann. Hey, don't forget, hashtag 17 dresses, the ride, and the new one by Katie Ann Driven. It's all good stuff by Katie. Hey, um, check it out on the show notes. Just tap on the logo. Everything is provided there for you to follow Katie and see what she's up to. And also swing over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. And if you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that. Also, there's videos, photos, conversation, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests. And if you are a past guest, you are on the site. Don't forget the downloads are free, but the content is priceless. I'm your host, everybody, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage.